What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is kicking it with Camacho. How you doing? Happy President's Day. Whoa, the Presidente. El Presidente. Isn't that a beer? El Presidente. Isn't that a beer? There's a there's a beer. El Presidente. Or a cigar, something like that. Something that will uh, cut your life expectancy is also called president. Uh, this is the day that we officially celebrate George Washington's birthday at the federal government level. It's a holiday. It's a United States holiday celebrated on the third Monday of February. Wow, what a what a holiday that I did not really like. Um, it's funny because like um, you know, as a as a as a as a you know human being. You're talking to people, right? You're trying to make plans. You're trying to make business deals. And, like, I forgot today was, like, a real, like, take a day off work holiday. President's Day seems one of those, like, second-tier holidays, right? Like, you know, you have your your, your A-level holidays, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, right? What the hell is another? Those, those are, like, the GOAT holidays, right? Then you have your second, like, you have your, like, uh, your President's Day, Columbus Days, um... The random ones where you're just like, are we taking off for that? Does everyone take off for that? It seems like any real corporate company, right? Things that like have a have a risk of being like canceled. They all they seem like they take off like all the holidays, but like the B level holidays, like they'll take those holidays off. But like if you work like at um you know in retail or uh, McDonald's or if you're just like a carpenter or whatever, it's like uh, those aren't real holidays, you know. And that's that's the that's the cloth I'm cut from. I'm the I'm the second tier guy, right? I've never had a real job. I've only worked retail, right? I had a I had an Asian mom, you know, so it's like, you know, must study no matter what. But it's President's Day. Like, you know, rec- <laughs> recite all the president then, you know? So, um yeah, this is weird. It's weird cuz like I'm t- like, you know, I'm trying to like book people to do my podcast today. I'm trying to like uh send emails today and everyone's kind of are I have like an audition, dude, and I'm like, hey, can you, like I'm asking someone if they can read with me, and they're like, dude, it's President's Day, man, you know, like I'm not doing shit. I'm gonna wake up at noon. I'm gonna masturbate. I'm not gonna put on pants all day. President's Day, anyways. All right, so it's President's Day. Hope you had a good weekend, guys. Um, before we get into the the meat and potatoes of the podcast, please um, subscribe um, to the podcast channel, aka my channel. YouTube.com slash James Camacho. We, uh, I have, a, I have, a, I don't have a lot of subscribers. I have eleven thousand three hundred and thirty-one subscribers, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, but if, uh, if, if you don't already subscribe, please subscribe. Um, I have a couple um, goals that I would like to hit um, in terms of my um, online presence um, because my, my, my human in person presence isn't enough to get booked or make money i need to have a a virtual presence you know um one of my goals has for a while um probably the like uh, the last year or two has been to uh monetize my youtube channel and to monetize your youtube channel you need to have um you need to have um what do you call it two criterias you have to oh three criterias i'm sorry you need to have at least 500 subscribers, which I fucking have way more than. You need to have three video uploads in the last 90 days. I got that. And you need 4,000 hours. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. You need 3,000 hours of uh, public watch hours. That way you can uh, monetize your YouTube channel. But, you know, there's actually two stages of monetization there's like the first step where if you get the 3000 public watch hours i will be able to um what is this here it says here i can do memberships and supers i'm not sure what that is but basically what memberships are i would assume they're like kind of like a uh, patreon members where i can uh, charge people for like um extra uh content and supers, I'm not sure what supers are. Oh, they're like stickers, like super stickers, like uh, that people purchase. And I guess I'll get some money for that. But that's not the monetization I want. I want the monetization on YouTube where I get paid for um, my videos, like like 
they'll put ads in my uh, videos, and um, that's where you could actually make some money. That's like how Mr. Beast makes fucking $65 billion a second. Um, and for that, I need 1,000 subscribers. Have that. I need... Uh, that's it. 1,000 subscribers, and I need 4,000 public watch hours. And right now, guys... Right now, I am a little more than halfway there. I'm at 2,299, and I'm busting my ass. I'm putting multiple podcasts a week. I'm putting stand-up clips a week. I'm doing all I can, but I need um, I need you guys to subscribe, tell a friend, watch the podcast all the way through, and um, yeah, leave a comment, leave a like, all that shit. It's, it's uh, really helpful, and... I don't want to sound ungrateful. Um, I so much appreciate the viewership that I currently have. I think every podcast I get about twenty-four to thirty hours on average of um, watch hours, which to Mister B's probably is uh, pathetic. But you know, for me, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty humbling, man. Like, like a day. People have spent at least a day watching me every week. That's pretty wild. So, anyways, just wanted to um, throw out some of my goals out there. Let's, um, you know, I would appreciate all the help to try to get to my 4,000 hours. Um, yeah, and if you don't already, please go follow me also on Instagram and TikTok. I post my stand-up clips and uh, podcast clips on there. Please watch them, like them, subscribe, share with a friend. Uh, my social, my TikTok and Instagram accounts are pretty much dead um so maybe if more people go and watch and share and like maybe uh my account will uh get some new life which will be sweet and also guys i have a patreon patreon.com slash james camacho i have 17 members right now let's get that to 20 let's try to get to 20 members um it's five bucks a month and when you're five bucks a month you get all the podcast a day early you will get also a extra solo cast on Friday and maybe I'm talking to my manager and maybe we'll incorporate some kind of live uh show or element or something like that um gotta figure out the logistics there and last but not least um actually two more things I'd like to plug um please go ahead and um sorry <clears throat> please go ahead and uh what the hell was my next plug I, I don't even remember oh I'm gonna be on I'm on tour I'm on tour this weekend. I'm in uh, Maslin, Ohio at Crackpots Comedy Club. That'll be there Friday, Saturday. It's about an hour outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, please come. And then the following week, I'm going to be in uh, Medford, Oregon. And uh, March, and the weekend after that, which I believe is March 8th, 9th, I'll be at Joker's Comedy Club, Richland, Washington. March 10th, um, Spokane Comedy Club, Spokane, Washington. Please come out to that. And um, I also need people to come out to Albany, New York, Lark Tavern, March 24th. Tickets at jamescamacho.com. And you can also see the rest of the tour dates for the rest of the year. I had another thing I wanted to plug. I can't remember. It probably wasn't that important if I can't remember. So we're going to fucking move on. How was your weekend? Was it good? Did you um, did you do anything special? I um, had a pretty chill weekend. I was in New York City. I've um I don't know if you guys saw the Patreon, um, but my life I pretty much simplified my life into three things. Uh, my career, my cats, and my chest. So I my life is all about forwarding my career, um, loving my cats, and uh trying to <laughs> try to get a bigger chest. So I definitely did a lot of um of that this weekend. I did a lot of uh, homework, you know, editing, podcast, um, I got, um, you know, clips, you know, just the same shit, booking emails. Um, and then I, uh, you know, played with my cats. You know, that's uh, so sad, but that's like fun to me. You know, people always go, what, your, what are your hobbies, right? Do you, do you ski? Do you do you paint? Do you, uh, I don't know, rock climb? Do you, uh, eight, do you ride ATVs? What do you do? And uh, for me, my hobbies are just, just fluffing my cats. <laughs> That'd be great to say on a date to a lady. What are your hobbies, James? I, I like to lay down and put cats on my chest. Oh. Huh. Anyways, um, so yeah, I watched the um, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys are into that, but... Uh, I thought it was pretty. I 
It's starting to get to the point now where like the game on Sunday is such a joke. Like uh, I, it, it's so funny because like I remember growing up, like the All Star game was like that was like the headline, right? And like I guess it still is, but it's like because like NBA All Star Weekend um, ends on Sunday with the All Star game, and then Saturday they'll have the skills competition where they have like um, three point contest, and then they'll have the slam dunk contest and it was just so funny like their order makes no sense now because like 10 years ago the all-star game was the shit slam dunk contest was the shit and the three-point contest was also dope but it was like of all, of all the three things it was that order but now it's the opposite now the three-point competition is like the best thing the slam dunk contest is a joke and then the all-star game is also a joke you know so it's like i don't know why they should reverse the order because you know, you're losing. I don't know. It's just like becomes less interesting. It's almost like if you go to a club and like the headliner is the host is like the best comic on the show. And then the feature is like the second best comic. And then the fucking uh, um, the worst comic, the open micer is the headliner. You know, it's just like, what, what are we ending the weekend like this? But I don't know if you guys saw that um, Sabrina, Sabrina Ayahuasca. Is that her? Is that how you say your last name? I I, I know Ayahuasca. I I know <laughs> I'm butchering her name. Can I? Let me get a pronunciation. I, that's so disrespectful to the. I'm gonna get. I am a misogynist for saying that name wrong. Um, how do you say it? How do you say? How do you say? I, I, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my phone's. I mean, my computer's silent. Ionescu. So, woo, I was way off. So. Sabrina Ionescu versus Steph Curry in that three-point competition. Did you guys see that? That was pretty cool, man. She fucking was great, dude. Dude, it's... She, like... Yeah, so she started off making, I think, her first... Was it seven or eight in a row? And she's known because she did some three-point competition, I think, where... Didn't she, like, miss the first ball? And then she made, like, all the rest of them? Like crazy like she like broke the record for most points in a three-point competition but this is obviously you know this is the WNBA and um so I guess um I don't know if she challenged Steph or it was brought up but the NBA had her and Steph go head-to-head in a three-point competition and dude she fucking rocked it man she got um she ended up with 26 points and but Steph man you know Steph was the goat Steph is the goat it's funny too because like Steph came out kind of slow. I think, I think you know, I think that first rack, I think he missed all but one. And then when he, when he started to heat up, he was just sinking everything. And he ended up with 29 points. He beat Sabrina, man. And honestly, man, like, you know, it's, it's cool. And it's like, it's, it's, um, it's definitely like very great um, for, for women's sports in the WNBA. Because not only the Sabrina, um, not only was it fun to watch, but dude, twenty six points—the twenty six points she scored against Steph was um, higher than like half the like. So there was a three point competition, and then there was Sabrina versus um, Steph, and then her twenty six points was actually—if she was in the competition, she—I think she would advance to like the the finals or something right the second round I think there was like three or four players tied for 26 so she wouldn't went into that sudden death um yeah she wouldn't she got she would have gotten to the sudden death and then you know maybe made it to the finals but dude that I, it's it's so sad this is the state of the fucking NBA all-star weekend it's like that was like I th- that was the first time in God knows how long that I actually felt excited, like watching the All Star Weekend. You know, the last time was like I forget when um they it was like the first year they changed up the All Star rules, where like they I think I forgot the format exactly, but it's like they accumulated the points, and then like the last quarter I think they like added twenty one to the to the end, and then so you had like a instead of like beating the other team in terms of points. It was like whoever reached um, a certain amount of points first, like whoever got to that goal. And I remember because that that All Star game was fucking like just your typical like dog shit All Star game. It's just like no one's playing defense, everyone's alley ooping, dunking, nothing, nothing like not like nothing with like no no plays are being set, no actual like like um, I don't want to say not actual basketball, but just like no actual like. 
skill. You re- oh, I don't know. It's not, that's not right, the right word. It's just like no plan. Just, just, just having fun. It's just like it's like a shoot around basically, right? But then once they got to that last quarter and they were trying to get to that goal, like you could tell everyone started playing defense. Everyone like really gave a shit about who won. And it got it just got it got really enticing, man. I'm trying to remember how they did it. I think what they did is like for each quarter, I think they would reset. Um, so it wasn't like who accumulated. It wasn't a culmination of total points that won. I think it was by round or by quarter. But um, anyways, so that was a lot of fun. Sabrina versus um, Steph. Steph is just such the goat, man. You know, it's like as much as like I, like you root for Sabrina. It would be weird if that if 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 Steph lost because Steph is supposed to be the best shooter of all time. So if you think about it, if she beats Steph, let's just say she beats Steph, then doesn't that mean she is like the best? You know, I mean, I know it's like a one round thing. It doesn't like. But anyways, all I want to say is that this is great. It was very interesting. It was very engaging, entertaining. I think next year when they do the skills comp, the three point competition, they should have uh, more WNBA stars in there. You know, I love what they were saying too. Like they were, you know, they were doing the their like whatever after uh, after game speech, post post uh, um, competition speech, and they were just like, yeah, shooters shoot, shooters shoot. You know, and it's just like, yeah, it's like, you know, we everyone like. You know, obviously the NBA, WNBA, it's like you can't have them play together in a game because, like, fucking NBA stars are seven feet tall. Like, the tallest NBA WNBA star might be, like, six-something, right? You know, it's just, like, it's not that's not fair. But when if it's just in terms of shooting the ball, like, why not, you know? Why can't women do that just as well as men, you know? It's not like the ball is, like, 600 fucking pounds and you need, like like, a, like more strength. It's just a ball. You just, it's like skill, you know? So, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, I think next year, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. The three-point competition, skills competition, they just have um, some more WNBA stars sprinkled in there. You know, they should just combine them. I mean, I guess you can't do a dunk contest. Um, yeah, maybe just a three-point one. But, dude, I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of becoming the best part of the weekend anyway. They're like, the slam dunk contest wasn't that much fun to watch. I don't know. It's like every year I watch, I hope something's going to be different, but it's just the same shit, you know? I don't think there's that. It's not that, like, there doesn't seem to be, like, much creativity. Like, I think three times someone was, like, they got, they jumped over Shaq. Like, that was their big dunk. And then even on the broadcast, the announcers are, like, every year someone does this where they jump over Shaq. I'm, like, okay, so if it's been done in the past, then why the fuck would you want to do it again, you know? Like, don't you want to come up with something different? Who had a different... Someone... I think someone did have a different dunk. Oh, when the guy... I forget the guy's name. The guy who won. The G League guy. He jumps over the guy and, like, passes the ball to himself in midair and dunks. Like, they're like, that's never been done before. It's like, that's what you want to see. You want to see that's... You want to see stuff that's never been done before. But I guess people aren't that creative, you know? Um... But yeah, um, and then the the the, the All Star game, whew, I didn't really sit down and watch it, but like I was out around doing shows, and I was I you know I watched some of it on TV, and it's just like, bro, it's just so fucking ridiculous. It's like no one plays defense, you know. Every possession is just like LeBron or whoever, whoever like Dame, um, Doncic, like they're just dribbling, right? They they inbound dribble, and then like. They, they, you know, they, they, they jog up, and then you see a defender come, and they literally just, they just go this way. They just turn their body. Yeah, you go ahead, do whatever you want. And they'll hoist the three, or they do some alley oop thing. You know that meme where like there's like that old guy doing security at some event, and like you know, like they got the wand or whatever, or they're supposed to like pat people down. And there's that meme of the or, or gif of the old guy just like not even patting, like not even physically touching the guy, just doing like that, and they let the guy in. Like that's literally what every defender looked like they just got there in position was like all right you go not even putting their hands up nothing man and they scored like what was the final score nba all-star game it was like i think it was the first time they scored 200 points in a game yeah 211 to 86 that's so fucking wild dude like your, your first instinct is like oh that's cool 200 points in a game but then if you really think about it if you scored that many points in a game like 
That means the points aren't even like, they're not even that cool, right? Because you have baseball and soccer. Like, there's no other sport. No other sport. At football, you might get to, like, if, if it's a blowout, you might get to, like, 50, 60. But a fucking 200 points, man. Like, that's just, like, so wild. Like, that's so many points. It's just so ridiculous. So, I don't know. I was listening to some sports radio uh, people this morning talking about how they're going to fix it. What are they going to do? You know, I, I'm no expert. I'm not even a big NBA guy. But it's just, like... I think one take I heard was great by Scott Van Pelt where it's like, hey, guys, like, if you don't care, I don't care. And I just like that because it's like you can tell the players don't give a shit. They're not being competitive. They're just there to show up, you know. They're just showing up because they have to because they got voted in. They have, to, you know, ob- obligation. Are they getting some extra money to be in this? And it's just like, or get, you know, they basically, like, you want they want to get voted into the game, but they don't want to actually play hard, you know. And it's like, hey, if you guys don't care, I don't care. And that's literally what it is. It's like, like I was saying, like the last All-Star game I was into was when they had that last quarter where they were trying to get to that uh, goal point. And you could tell they gave a shit. And just, just from them giving a shit made me give a shit. And I was invested, you know? It's the same thing with stand-up, you know? It's like, if you see someone up there not giving a shit, the crowd's not, it's like, oh, why the fuck do we, why should we care if you're not even like caring up there, you know? It happens a lot. Sometimes, like, people will be doing the same act for fucking God knows how long, right? They're in the motions up there. They don't give a fuck. And uh, the crowd doesn't respond to it. And they're like, dude, these jokes have been working. I don't understand why they didn't work. It's because it's like, because you're your vibe. You don't, you're not connected to your material. You're not excited, you know? Like, when you're excited, just because you're doing the same stuff doesn't mean you're doing it the right way. If you're genuinely excited about something, you know, your eyes will be a little more open. You might smile more. You'll just be more into it. Like, people can feel your vibe, you know? If you're just being repetitive, saying the same shit over and over again, you're not going to be excited. You're going to be more monotone, blah, 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 blase. And um, it's going to show, man. So, yeah. Um, I also, um, I I keep telling you guys, I'm going to start doing my um, movie nights. Now that football's over, I'm going to start catching up on movies that I've been meaning to see. I started this week with Made, um, the Vince Vaughn, John Favreau vehicle from 2001. Um, I'm a big uh, Swingers is one of my favorite movies, and uh, especially after like my um, my breakup, that was like one of the first movies I put on, and it really it actually did help a little bit. Um, so I wanted to see that one. It's basically Swingers too, just same characters, just kind of a different universe and um it was fun to watch um but it wasn't as good as swingers um so basically if you don't know what it is it's a movie about these two friends they're boxers they're working for this mob guy but this mob guy obviously has like um these um fronts right like so one of the fronts is like uh construction so these guys are working construction for his front and the boss guy has um, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn go to New York to like make a drop or something, and then uh, you know, it, then it's it's like that's it really. That's really the whole movie. And then like the whole you know what really carries the movie is um, their uh, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn's like uh, chemistry. You know, like their friendly banter, their bullshitting and stuff. And you know that, that's what that's why Swingers was was great too. It's like you, you um, that broy you know guy guys guy guy friends um, type of um, banter, and then Swingers also you know it's the thing the the reason why Made wasn't as good as Swingers was because it didn't have the same heart. You know, like it's a movie like oh yeah we're gonna we're working for a guy and then we're gonna kind of get caught up in some mob shit. But then Swingers is about a guy who's going through a fucking breakup, you know. And we've all been through fucking breakups. And, it, you know, hits hard. it hits more for me because in Swingers, they're comedian actors, right? So, obviously, that's like a—I can really connect with that. But I thought it was fun. It was a fun movie. Just wasn't as good as Swingers. It's amazing, though. There's a couple of scenes where Vince Vaughn um, says some really homophobic stuff. And it's so wild because, like, you, you, you can never— never do that in a movie today like he i can't say what he said um or i would fucking um <laughs> my fucking <laughs> my i would get my 2000 watch hours and my 11000 subscribers canceled but yeah just like uh, a lot of these like i guess i guess there are that that was like jokes but like it was literally just like you f word or like you know 
there's a scene where like they're in New York and Vince Vaughn's like, where do we go for the chicks? Where do we go to like, you know, where's the where's the shit at? Like, where's the nightlife at? And some guy s- says something and he goes, we're not F words. You know, it's just like, wow, it's 2001. I mean, I guess 2001 is about 20 something years ago, but. Wow, times have changed, man. Like that's literally that used to be just be a be a big like a fucking throwaway joke line or whatever, you know. I wonder if like two thousand one, if you went to the movies and watched that, people were laughing, you know. Now people will be fucking horrified. People will be storming out and shit. It's just weird. I, I'm, I'm surprised too. I guess well, made made really wasn't. It got such a limited release. It didn't make that much money in the box office. Kind of an under unknown movie. I wonder if um, I guess no one's even seen it. Because no one's dug up that from, like, Vince Vaughn's past, you know? Anyways, so, yeah. So, um, that was the beginning of my movie night with James Camacho and my cats. Um, if you have a movie you'd like to suggest to me, please comment it. And I'll see if I can get to it right now. Um, I have a couple things I want to get out there. But if you have something that you think I would like, um, please comment it. Let me know. Um, let's talk about this. This is fucking wild, bro. Um... Donald Trump, good old Donald, with some fucking ridiculous news. I don't know if you guys saw this. Donald Trump released his own sneakers. Yeah, he released his own sneakers. They're called, um, I think he's got a few pairs. He's got a few pairs that he put out. He's got this one that looks like, it just looks like a, a high top Supra. It's called the Never Surrender High Tops. Um, it's a gold, like a metallic gold shoe with an American flag on the side and it has a big T on it. Like, you know where there would be a check on Nike shoe? There's a big T where the check would be. Um, apparently there's only a thousand pairs and they're individually numbered. So to never surrender high top. So if you go on GetTrumpSneakers.com. Um, you can see it. The Never Surrender High Tops. Meet the Never Surrender High Tops. Only a thousand pairs will ever be released. Each pair is numbered a true collector's item. The first official sneaker by President Trump released at SneakerCon Philadelphia on February 17, 2024. Bold, gold, and tough, just like President Trump. They're for the go-getters who don't know the word quit. With standout gold finish and the T-badge, these kicks are for true patriots wrapped with an American flag on the collar. They shout out to the brave and the free. The Never Surrender sneakers are your rally cry in shoe form. Lace up and step out ready to conquer with only a 1,000 pairs ever to be released. Grab your limited edition pair now. The Never Surrender high tops are estimated to ship in July 2024. God damn, dude. That's a fucking long time to wait for a, a sneaker order. But he was re- they were retailing for 400 bucks, which is a fucking lot of money. And here's the crazy thing. They released for 400 bucks. There's 1,000 pairs. If you go on eBay, they're sold out. But if you go on eBay and you look at what people are listing them for in terms of to, to resell, I'm seeing right here the Never Surrender Donald Trump High Top 1,000 uh, Limited. Um... Oh my God! Someone bought this. Apparently, it's it's the listings uh, ended because it says the listing ended, no longer available. This guy had it up here for seventeen thousand dollars and forty five cents. I don't know what the fuck the forty five cents. Or is that the line you drew? You know, I gotta get my forty five cents. Um, seventeen thousand dollars, and so it's gone. Someone took it down, or it's gone. Someone bought that. I see another one, $17,000.47. Never surrender. Donald Trump is $4,000. This is the this is the opening bid. Another one, 18,000 MAGA Donald Trump never surrender high top. $18,542.55 from from Canada, which is hilarious. Um I feel like Trump <laughs> I'm surprised. I feel like Trump would look at those orders and see a Canadian order. I, I, I don't don't you feel like he wouldn't ship them over there, you know? That would be a very Trump thing to do. These sneakers are only going to America. I can't do any accents. Um, yeah, another one. Seven. So that seventeen thousand. So that's the going rate for the for these. I guess fucking seventeen thousand. 
Someone else here has it for $6,000. Size 13, pre-order. How is this $17,000 sold, but this $16,000... Are people really paying that? Here's another listing. With 45 bids, 4550 God damn, bro. God damn. Damn, I'm mad I didn't fucking know about this now. I want to make some money. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, um, I think I read some article. They sold out in a few hours. That meant I had time to get them. And strict limit of three pairs per customer. Dude. Because like when you try to get like a Nike shoe or like a, a Jordan that's hyped, it sells out in like literally half a like uh, Literally, I'm not exaggerating. If you try to buy a pair of Jordans or a pair of Nike skateboarding dunks, it'll like be, let's say they re, they drop at 10. You'll go on the app, 959, you'll see 959 and 10. You'll, you'll hit buy, it'll be sold out. So these were up for a couple hours. I could have made so much money. Dude, can you imagine? You get three pairs of these for 400 bucks. $1,200, right? You pay for shipping, maybe $1,300. And then you fucking sell each of them for $15,000? What the fuck? Jesus. This is amazing. <laughs> I wonder if... I'll probably never see anyone wear these shoes in, in New York, though. I mean, that's... Right? Wouldn't that... you probably get some shit. You know, now that I look at them, they're actually pretty cool. Maybe that's the hype beast in me talking. I find out they're worth fifteen thousand dollars. You know what? These are actually kind of sweet. Now I'm just kidding. I don't know. I wouldn't wear these. Actually, they they look cool. I'm not, I'm gonna say it's a good looking shoe, but I don't know. I'm not big into like uh, shiny metallic stuff. So, wow, this is amazing. I, that's so funny. Trump Trump's Trump's now fucking in the sneaker game. He saw Kanye make his fucking money. He saw Jordan make his money. I think you know what's funny. Apparently. He he announced this um, these shoes right after um, he was ordered to pay like a three hundred fifty million dollar uh, penalty for um, you know just shady business in New York. <laughs> He's like, I, I know how I'll make my money back. I'll just sell a bunch of these shoes. I mean, if there's only a thousand pairs, right? He sold them for what four hundred bucks. How much is that? How much does that come out to? I sh I'm, I, I'm Asian. I should be able to do this in my head, but I I uh, I have a, I'm having a brain fart right now. Four hundred times a thousand. How much money did he make there? That's only four hundred grand. Yeah. Hmm. That's not that's not going to cover three fifty million. He should make more. You know what? This probably was one of those uh, test runs, just to see. Uh, this is this is something that Nike does too. Um. Now I'm not saying that they're that they're going to do this. I don't I don't see why not. Because it's only a thousand. It says with a thousand pairs ever to be released will ever be released. Oh, come on now, come on. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna make this much money, that's I wouldn't buy that for a second. But this is a classic thing that uh, Nike does. They have a hype shoe like those Travis Scott uh, Jumpman Jacks. They did a a drop on the Grammys, but apparently there was. They dropped like 20 pairs, right, on the Travis Scott website. And they're going to do like a, like, a, like a wider release in a few months. But it's like, yeah, they do that just to like, you know, build a pipe. Oh, we dropped the shoes. And then you try and go get it. You, you, if there's 20 pairs of Travis Scott sneakers available, like your chances of, of getting them are like, I don't know. Minus zero 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 one percent of actually getting them, but they make everyone think that they had a chance that they lost out. It's not even a realistic chance, and you know it creates hype. Like, oh fuck, I missed out. Oh, I gotta get it now. You know, you can't tell me no. So amazing. Trump's in the sneaker game. On fucking real. It makes sense, though, man. I mean, if you're that big of a celebrity, any celebrity, right? Even like, I don't know, Paul Rudd, make a fucking sneaker, people will buy it, right? It's all about the. Uh, 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 I mean, they said in the Last Dance, was it the Last Dance? No, that um, that movie about the guy who uh, made made uh, Jordan the sneakers, Phil Knight. That that movie, I forget what the fuck it's called. It was good. I saw it, it was Ben Affleck. Um, it's not about the shoe. It's about the person who puts you know puts their foot in the shoe. So, yeah, wow. And there's also so in addition to these like um, gold shoes, um, 
Trump is also having these. Uh, they're called POTUS forty fives. They look they look like uh, they look like Yeezys. Um, but with T on it, it says POTUS forty five, an American flag on the side. They look comfortable, I will say. And um, yeah, these are still available. So if you want to get yourself some um, Trump shoes. Yeezy Trump shoes. Um, they're two hundred bucks on uh, GetTrumpSneakers.com. Now, guys, listen. Just because I'm bringing this up, and uh, I'm not, I'm not advocating. I'm not promoting. I'm not no Trumper. All right. I'm just this is bringing. This is it's just so wild. Trump's in the sneaker game now. You know. Um. Boy, oh boy. I guarantee he's gonna make another run of those shoes. Will I buy them? I might buy them to resell them. Dude, $17,000. Shit. You know what I would do with $17,000? Get some more cat toys for my cats. Where are they? By the way, I got a, I've got been getting a couple comments from people like, uh, hey, like uh, we missed a cat. Show the cats in, in, in the podcast. I'm like, dude, the cats have their own life. Like if they, if they listen, if the cats will come up here and they want to play, I will gladly show them to you. But... You know, I I see my I see Bulba now. He's sleeping. Kaisa, I have no. Kaisa could be gone for all I know. He could be literally in in uh, Canada for all I know, right? Or he could be in Trump's asshole. I don't know. But I'm not gonna like force them to be on camera, right? Like they're they're, they're you got to treat them like they're 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 actual living objects. You know, it's like I don't know. Like uh, would you do that with like a real kid, right? You're doing a Zoom meeting or a podcast, right? Let's say you're like a radio guy. You have a show, and uh, people are like, "Oh, your kid's so cute!" And then like your kid's like playing with blocks, playing with friends, right? Or t- you know, trying to get laid, and you just go into the room. Come out here! Come out here, you little shit! Get on camera! People like you. You know, the kid would be like, "I hate you, Dad! I hate you!" So, um, <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. I don't know what's going on. Um, but I will say when I was doing the podcast on the couch, they, they did come up more than I did that now, but, um, I'm sorry for those of you who want to see the cats. Um, if they come up to me naturally, it's, um, don't, don't you want it to be more natural? You don't want it to be forced, right? I'm sure some people don't care. Um, all right. Where are we at? 38 minutes here. We got to get to some questions. I did want to, um, really quick bring this up. Um, I was at the comic strip recently. I was just waiting to go on stage and, uh, there's, you know, there's a couple TVs there and they were playing the bachelor and I just so have, I've never watched the bachelor, but I just so happened to be, uh, watching the episode live where the guy, I forget, I think the guy's name's Jake or what, let me, let me just open this article up here. But I, I did see that, um, one scene where the girls are in like the, the game of Thrones uh, castle and they have like the sausage wheel so the girls like so if you guys don't know the bachelor is the sh- everyone knows what the bachelor is but there is this thing they did where the guy takes all the girls to some game of thrones thing and then there's a sausage wheel and then he has all the girls like try to bite the sausages as they're going on the wheel <laughs> As I'm watching it, I'm like, is this what the fuck? Because I already hate reality TV. I always, I already think it's stupid. And it's so funny when, like, I'm, like, in the club. I got nothing to do. I'm like, I'll give this a chance. I see the guy. He's handsome, right? He's got nice eyes. He's a sexy guy, right? I'm like, hey, you know what? I, maybe I'll turn gay. Maybe Let me just tune in for a little bit, right? And then the women are beautiful. So it's like, not only are you watching... Uh, you're just, it's just, it's fun to watch because I, I don't watch it, but like to see hot people, who doesn't like watching hot people move around and talk, you know? So I'm watching, I'm like, my, I'm like reality TV is so fucking stupid, right? This is going to be stupid, but being open. And then, and then they do this fucking sausage cartwheel thing. And then it's just these girls trying to bite sausages off. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is, this is exactly the level of intellect and the level of fucking stupid I thought it would be. And, but apparently, um, even bachelor fans are horrified by this degrading sauces challenge. I'm reading, uh, I saw some articles where they're like, this is what the producers are. This is the level we've gone to. One guy writes, come on now. We got to make these girls stoop to this level just to make out with a man with sausage breath. Um, 
Am I the only one that found that sausage challenge incredibly degrading? Bachelor producers are hitting a new low. Um, another one said, this cast of sausage in your mouth bit on The Bachelor is some of the most degrading stuff I've ever seen. What percentage of producers are flat out sociopath? Hey, listen, listen, listen. You know, they're just trying to get ratings. And uh, it's obviously working. And something like this, like, listen, you don't think they sat in a meeting, someone brought this idea up, and someone was like, that's, that's a little fucked up. And you don't think someone else was like, yeah, exactly. People are going <laughs> to, it's fucked up. People will start talking, you know. We'll get more views. We'll get more attention. Perfect. You know, this is exactly what they want. You know, that's why I find when people like they get offended at stuff like that I'll do or they want to shit on me. You know, it's like, bro, you know, when you shit on me, you write a comment saying I suck or whatever. Right. It's like that's like that's how you get what I'm doing. Like, let's say you hate what I'm doing and you want to shit on me when you comment or share to someone. Fuck this person. Right. It's just going to tell the algorithm to share it more. So you're actually giving me more exposure. You know, what's that old saying? I, th- I said it last week. It's just like, um, if you don't got haters, you ain't got shit going on, you know? So, yeah. I mean, also, too, it's like, I I, I don't want to say, uh, this is going to sound really stupid, but, you know, if, if any of these ladies really thought this is like a deal breaker not to do this, then I think, wouldn't they just walk out? Like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's degrading. Listen, like, it's ridiculous. But if I was on that show and I was trying to, you know, if I was one of, like, whatever, 10, 20 guys or whatever, and there was, like, some, you know, some bachelorette thing, and this is one of the things, you know, this, like, this is one of those things that I feel like really rich people do for fun, but it's not supposed to be seen by anyone. You know what I mean? This like, key parties and stuff, like, these kind of weird... Things like are these masquerade parties, right? You know what's going on, but um. Also, this is the type of shit too. It's like it's like when you do stuff this like degrading and fucking weird like this. It I feel like it gets you hornier, you know, because you're you're doing weird shit. Like you're accepting, like I'm doing this weird shit to maybe you know marry this guy or whatever right you you just put yourself in that just a mentality like I'm doing this I'm going all out I'm fucking putting myself out there it's like that probably turns them on you know <laughs> is this controversial I have no idea if what I'm saying is controversial I'm just listen man if someone was like hey sausage wheel do it James do it at first I'd be like yeah, what the fuck then I'd be like those sausages they look pretty good kind of malnourished right now and then as I'm doing it, I'm like, yeah, I'd be like, fuck, I'm all in, man. You know, that's how you prove yourself to someone. That's why in fraternities and sororities, they make you do weird shit to get in because they want to see if you're down, you know. And when you're going to do weird shit, like shit that's embarrassing, you're really, you know, you're really about the cause. So anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. And um, it will not be I will not be watching The Bachelor from, <laughs> from uh, that experience. Um, all right, let's get into some questions. Um, guys. Oh, that was the plug I, I forgot to do earlier. Guys, if you have questions you want to ask me, please send them to me at jamescamachocomedy at gmail.com. You can also DM to me on whatever platform. Um, we have uh, some questions here. I read them down. I worked over them really quickly. Um, let's answer a couple here. How's dating going? Um, have you met or gone out with some fun, interesting people? Um Yes, coffee ga- coffee dates do count. I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. I fucked about 7 million people the last week. I am just running through uh, pussy. You know, I got some dudes in there, too. I got some animals. In- no. Um, I haven't gone. Uh, dating is not. It's not going. It's not going. And it's, it's, it's more on a lack of effort on my part. You know, that could sound like an excuse. Um, but, yeah, no, no dates. Just, like I said, working. Triple C's, baby. Cat career and chest um kind of sounds incelly but yeah man i don't know i just something um something broke me this breakup really broke me man i just have no way i just don't i don't have anything else to give i gave so much in the relationship like i really uh woo! gave that burp um gave that gastrointestine um yeah, I'm just at this point now where it's just like I have I I I I have no interest in dating people like in terms of like taking taking a lady out, 
trying to be romantic like none of that like i i i want to have sex right now that's really about it you know i want to get my my physical needs out but i don't have any um i'm done man i'm 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 like i'm still just i'm still uh exhausted um emotionally and um i'm just I'm not I'm not ready to give right now, you know? I'm ready to be selfish for a little bit. Um so dating has not um I have I have made my dating profiles and I suck at them right now. Um I'm not getting any matches. Like I I did a I did I signed up for them and then I put a bunch of uh things on there. And I got some matches and then I've been making these um alterations, edits. And ever since every every edit, I've been getting less and less matches. Um, I, I guess you can't get really less than zero, but I don't know. I really, I really wish they didn't delete my profiles because I I wasn't on any of these apps for about four or five years. So I guess they just deleted them. And when I put my email in to sign up, um, I had to make a new account. And I really fucking wish I could see what my profile used to look like because I would just copy that because I was killing it back in the day, man. Dude, I would go on like three Tinder dates a week, man. And, uh, yeah, I was crushing it, man. I'm trying to remember. I had some photos of me on TV, which I put back in. I had a shirtless photo. I can't find that fucking... I don't know where that photo is. Maybe if I go on my old computer, it'll still be there. Would it be weird if I put old... I guess... I don't look that much different, though, you know? I just have long hair. Is that weird if I have long hair and short hair in some of the photos in my profile? <laughs> what What version am I getting? Am I getting long hair? Am I getting Lancelot? Am I getting Monk? Um... But yet, um, dating's not, it's not going. Um, I don't really want to date. I just, I just want to, um, yeah, I don't, fun, interesting people. Yeah, it's not, it's really not, it's really not going. Um, let's see, you're easygoing. Do you ever have a show where audience members are so disrespectful that you confront them after a show? Um, Thank you. I, I think I am easygoing, even though internally I'm fucking on fire all the time. Um, I'm an anxious wreck. But do you ever have a show where audience members are so dis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this one club that just comes to my mind. It's downtown. A lot of times the show, the the audience feels like they own the show. You know, it's like they have no respect for the comics, right? It's like um, it's almost like a a knight and jester type of feel. Every show. It's just young college kids are entitled and just brats, right? They're living in the village. Um, but, but uh, yeah, they suck because you just want to slap them all across the face. Because, like, I'm, you're like, when you do stand-up, you're up there. I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like... Um, I just feel like, you know, a lot of stand-up, especially, like... I don't know, there's a lot of stand-up where, like, people are like, oh, just make me laugh, right? Make me laugh, make me laugh, which is the whole point. But, you know, there is some element, like, where it's an art form and, you you know, you may want to see someone um, do something a little different, say something, you know? So, um, that club downtown is, is just a place where, like, not only do they not want to hear something or, like, hear creative expression... They don't even want to laugh. They just kind of want to like, let's see what this clown can do and fuck them, you know. Um, but I never confront people after that. Like I it, honestly, like if I do a show where the crowd's like really disrespectful, you know, I don't know these people, right? And they they don't know me. They're not gonna. They don't know who I am. They don't know what my values are. They don't know the type of person I am. They don't know what I've been through. And then I'm probably never gonna see them ever again. So it's like, why would I bother going up to them? And like confronting them or trying to change their mind when it's like they're, they're just douchebags, right? If you're going to go to a show where someone's up there um, doing something really brave and uh, putting themselves out there like that and you're just going to be an asshole, it's like, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to be in the same room with you. I don't want anything to do with you. That's a lot of the feeling I, I get when there's an audience that's disrespectful. disrespectful. It's just like, why am I performing for such ungrateful little fuckers, you know? So that's how I feel. And uh, like I said, I'm an easygoing guy, so I guess in terms it's just like I just kind of internalize it, and you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to fight. I don't want any of the problems, so um, I just kind of leave it. Um, if I wasn't easygoing, I'd probably would start fights with people, you know. But uh, yeah, um, and 
Yeah, I guess we can do one more question here. Name one of the books you kept from your college days as an English theater major. I still have like the, man, I have the great expectations. I have all those Shakespeare plays still. They're in, um, they're in like a storage box. They're still here. I don't read them or anything. Honestly, the book, the books I've kept that I should read are like the, the non-fiction books. Like, um, a book I fucking, that helped me a lot growing up was like, um, On Writing by Stephen King. That's a great book. If you're a writer, aspiring writer, or just a current writer, professional writer, it's a great book. It's, it, um, boy, I don't, man, it's just, it's it's basically like Stephen King's like theories on writing, but also like how he writes and how to write. And it's fucking, uh, it's really fascinating, man. And there's another book called Save the Cat. If you're into writing screenplays and um, stuff, that's a great book it shows you like a 12-step outline whenever you write a screenplay which can all you know it, it's not just for screenplays you can also incorporate that if you write short stories or, or um any type of uh you know fiction non-fiction um so those those are books that um ironically enough those two books were not any books from my classes or any curriculum those are books i kind of sought out myself i was such a diligent guy at one point i when I do, when I when I like realize like, hey, I'm gonna get into the arts. When I went from my drunk, useless James to like motivated, uh, gonna chase my dream James. I was, I was, I was seeking out. I was reading books. Fuck, man, that's impressive. I haven't read a book since since that time. Wow, <laughs> man, I'm stupid. All right, um. So, guys, we're going to end this week with some motivation. Um, I'm a big motivational nerd. And um, I picked out a couple that I think are good. Which one really hits home? This one this one I love. Creativity takes courage. Creativity takes courage. Yeah, man. Um, as easy as being creative is, it's just basically whatever you think is funny, whatever you think is interesting, whatever you think is different. Just, be, just being yourself, right? But it takes courage because once you put yourself out there, people are going to get you. People are going to fight you. Really rarely when you're creative are people like, hell yeah, baby, you know? And to not, to be able to like, I guess, believe in yourself and not pay attention to that fucking negative noise, it's hard, man. I mean... It is really hard to just believe in yourself, right? I think partially because we're social beings, social creatures, right? We want validation. Sometimes we get in our own head too much where it's like, am I crazy? Am I the only one that believes this? And you want other people to be like, yeah, man, it's good. It's great. Go. And if you don't get that, it's just like, maybe I'm fucking crazy. Maybe I'm. And it's uh, I think most people can't do that you know that's why like people that's why everyone dresses the same that's why everyone talks the same that's why everyone's like blah 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 blah, blah. you know like everyone's got this like this way there's ways you got to do things right because people don't want to be weird and, and stick out and people to look at them like huh you know when you're creative and you're different you separate yourself from the pact um people are gonna people are gonna look at you funny man and it takes a lot of courage to be able to say, I don't give a shit. I'm, I fight that battle every day, man. I fight that I don't give a shit battle every day. I'm telling you, man. Every single day, I have a moment where, like, maybe I should fucking give up. Maybe I should just, uh, uh, change what I'm doing. No one likes this. No one gives a fuck about that. What am I doing? I'm an idiot. I'm delusional. I have that those thoughts every day, man. And it's just literally acknowledging those are my just those are my thoughts my anxieties and uh just just believing in myself being delusional enough to just believe in myself and keep going so great quote creativity takes courage and also man if you are a creative person out there listening to this just give yourself some goddamn credit you're a goddamn brave heart man you're a goddamn leo i'm a leo um here's something um play okay here's our last here's the last one and we're gonna end today guys Play to your strengths. If you aren't great at something, do more of what you're great at. I love this quote, man. Um, what I like about this is that it's it seems it's it's something that sounds obvious, but 
people don't really um, follow it. Play to your strength. What are you good at? What do you do best? What do you what makes you like what are you comfortable at, you know? What do you excel at? Just do that. This kind of goes back to that creative t- creative creativity takes courage thing, you know? It's like if there's something you're good at, right? Um then why like like just just do that. Why? Well, why don't you do it that way like everyone else? Well, cuz I do it this way and it works for me. Well, no one else does that. You should do it to come on. Be be a part of the be a sheep, man. All right. <laughs> Everyone keeps looking at me funny. It's yeah, so it's like if you're good at just just playing to that. Like they say it with athletes all the time, dude. It's just like, "Hey man, like if you're good at this, like just do that. Do your job. Do it well. Do your job well. Do what you do well. Don't worry about, "Oh, but this is cool or oh, this is what people want me to do or that that, that just just fuck off, man." You know? <laughs> I feel that way all the time. It's like, "What am I good at?" I'm good at stand up. I'm good at stand-up comedy, right? That's really it. I'm good at talking. Like, the, like I'm good at blah, 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 for an hour. Like, I can go on all day and all day, all day, all day. You know, some people can't do what I'm doing, which is just just yap, you know? I'm good at that. What else am I good at? I don't know. I'm very loving, right? I'm very loyal. I'm good at those things. I just do those things, right? But, you know, there's going to be, well, why aren't you um, good at, I don't know, Oof, I don't know what the, social media, right? Why are you good at this, good at that? It's just like, I, I, I'm not good at that stuff, man. So just get good at the things you're, get really good at the things you're good at. Just focus on your strengths, right? Um, I feel like I'm not really selling this motivational quote that well. But, <laughs> listen, sometimes, you know, you're, you, you don't, you, sometimes you don't control what you're good at, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you're just, you know, I don't know. Let's just say for me, I don't know. I'm six feet tall, whatever, right? Do I wish I was six two? I I really do wish I was six two, you know. But there's nothing I can do about that, right? Um, so just focus on being six feet. Just just be good at that. That's a really terrible analogy, but oh, I'm trying to think of a way to. I don't know. see. I guess we can go back to the stand up thing. Like I'm. Oh, how about this? This is a great example. Yes, we found it. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian, right? I happen to be really good at crowd work, right? If I talk to the crowd, it's natural. I'm quick. It's funny. There was a long time where I felt like if I did crowd work, I was a piece of shit hack, right? If I didn't just do all material that was brilliant in my set, then I was a hack. I was a lazy comic. I was uh, just a fucking uh, piece of shit. I thought that for a long time to the point where like if I was doing crowd work and it was working, I'd be in my head about other comics watching, thinking like this guy just does crowd work, blah, 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 right? Or like other, you know, whatever club booker being like, he just does crowd work, blah, 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 you know? So much to my detriment where it's just like I would just do um, material. But I started to realize it's like I am good at crowd work. So like and – I also do material. It's like I don't do any material, right? So I would do material, but for me, what works for me and what gets me most comfortable is being able to be in the moment and present throughout my entire set. So if I do crowd work, if I change, like, like if I, it, it stimulates me more, right? To the point where like I can get excited and I can have a good time to the point where like I can actually deliver the material in a fun way, right? As opposed to just like, here's my thought, Go like I don't I it it just doesn't it works better for me I do my material better when I can in, you know not incorporate the crowd but talk to the crowd at some point in my set right it it's like ducking me in, in like cold water whoa you know I get ex, I get like I'm alive right but I always you know that was one of my strengths and I, you know over time I just started being like why the fuck do I care what people think fuck them you know I gotta look out for me so I'm gonna like. I'm going to, like, risk doing well so other people can, like, view me as this, like, because I want people to think of me as this, like, comic that just does material. This comic's comic, you know? And um, the bottom line is, as long as you do well, no one really gives a shit, you know? Obviously, you want to have some creative thoughts in there and, like, have material, but it's like, if you do well with some creative... <laughs> so, eventually, I just said, fuck it. I lean into my strength and... um I have a lot of fun, and not, I've never had anyone tell me um, 
you're a hack, you're a piece of shit, you're, I mean, I think I, people have insinuated that, but I've never gotten, like, the type of vitriol that I thought I would have in my mind, you know, and honestly, man, if you do think I'm a whatever, people think I'm whatever, I don't give a shit, you know, because I truly believe that um, I'm funny, and uh, it's a straight, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really unique strength that I can talk to people, um, and make up shit on the fly while also having like, um, material, you know? So yeah, play into your strengths, man. God gave you them for a reason. Fucking use them, right? If you have a, if you have a nine inch dick, are you not going to go out there and fucking use it? You know, <laughs> that's the best analogy. All right. Guys, thank you for tuning in with Kicking It with Camacho. Um, again, please subscribe. Please like. I if you if you watched all the way to the end, um, God bless you. You're the best. Um, and um, let's let's uh, let's keep it going, man. Let's keep these watch hours. Let's get to four thousand, and we will see you, Patreon members. I'll see you on Friday. Check out uh, I'm Just a Kid podcast. Check out the recent episode with Matt McCoy. There will be a new episode um, this Thursday. And I'm going to sign the hell off now. I will see you later, Gator.